Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Back here on the show today, we have got um, a potpourri of items to talk with you about. State Representative Mike Sparks will be joining in a few, but Joanne Skidmore uh, joins us here in Rod Luckhart, and we are going to talk about uh, a lot of things here this morning. Very connected folks here in our community. How are you? I'm doing great, Brian. Thank you. Good, Good morning. To have you. And who's that guy to your right? Oh, yeah. that's my sweetheart. That's my husband, Rod Luckhart. Good morning, Brian. Good, Good, Good morning. morning. Glad to have you here today. Uh, you're a transplant, I hear. Yes, sir. <laughs> Six years ago from Illinois. How about that? How about that? How do you like Tennessee and, and Murfreesboro? Listen, um, the change was um, more than I expected. And, you know, there was a great... Uh, opportunity for me to unfortunately leave a state that was my home state but that was not a state that was going to be able to help itself the way it looks it's just uh, been going the wrong direction for so many years and um, as sad as it seems the um, employers the jobs the uh, people leaving that state is climbing every year mm. and, and the it, taxes it's, are it's, going up taxes are going up Ta- anything that they can tax it has been taxed there's a i feel like i'm degrading the state of <laughs> illinois but it's, it's the real picture there i mean there's a few spots and pockets of of opportunity in that state but for the most part it's um a political disaster and it's been that way for a long time so you see tennessee is in a, a good situation for you and and for the state as a whole and the economy and all those good things absolutely absolutely the the uh, growth perspective here is amazing and uh, with that also comes some issues but um, if you've got good management good um, control you'll uh, you'll welcome the growth and do a good job with it well, uh, it's great to have you all here with us today, and uh, Mike's going to join here as well, and we're going to talk about um, mental health issues, um, also uh, the recovery courts and, and their work here, and there's been a, a bill passed uh, this week. Uh, Mike, tell me about the, uh, the bill of uh, Speaker Sexton. Yeah, um, appreciate you, Brian. Appreciate my, our guest showing up today, and um uh, we're up here in session now, just kind of, there were a little pause, so I stepped out. Um, yeah, the House Bill 2663, um, and I pre- like I said, I appreciate them uh, speaking on this. It it's addresses mental health substance abuse, and it would expand the, the, the drug courts. Uh, there is a, a fiscal note, not sure how much that fiscal note is, um, but it will, um, uh, they're probably studying it now. So hopefully we can get that passed. That's being led by Speaker Cameron Sexton and Kerry Roberts. And, um, you know, a lot of folks in Rutherford County, I think, know the good work that our drug courts are doing out there, whether it's Barry Tidwell with Mental Health Court or um, Ben Hall, uh, McFarland Jr., and, um, and others led by the, uh, Judge Don Ash. Uh, so that's kind of where that's at. Um, I just spoke on the floor. We had an expungement bill. Leader Lambert had it. Chairman Curtis Hofford, and uh, it was. I just asked him, thank you for, for leading on this because our prison people don't realize our prison budgets increased $600 million. Our total budget for TDOC 
is a little over $1.2 billion in growing, unfortunately. Much of that is due to mental health, is due to substance abuse, and, and I'd say alcoholism as well. So we've got to kind of change the paradigm. And the drug courts, I think, are the best return on investment. I think most mm-hmm. people would, would, would agree with me that's, that's you know, in the field of um, of uh, uh, incarceration and seeing the needs like Barry Tidwell and Joanne and others see. So, Mike, uh, let me ask you this. Is it uh, a bill that would take what we're already doing here in Rutherford County and expand that across the state? It, it would. It would. And I'm, uh, and like I say, when I look at the silver bullet, and I, there's not really a silver bullet. It's probably a, a myriad of, of silver bullets that we've got to apply to this. And it's, you know, whether it's um, post-traumatic stress, dealing with, you know, whether we're dealing with increased counselors, you know, I've got a bill, as you know, increasing social workers or K through 12 school system. Uh, I'm hoping that that we're going to get additional funding for that. Uh, the nursing bill, uh, we're, we're going to get additional funding for that. Uh, the governor's got his new um, uh, BEP funding formula, which is called TISA. Now uh, they're addressing it. The Department of Education's asked me to hold off on my bill for another week to get theirs rolled out. We are still need specifics, but. Um, but yeah, it'll expand that, and and um, uh, and I think the, the 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 emphasis on mental health and substance abuse is greater now than it than probably ever that I've ever seen. Um, so you know, we hear it from the judges, we hear it from uh, law enforcement, and we also hear it from counselors. You know, mm-hmm. Joanne, how have you worked with the the recovery courts, and and how have you seen this work? So. Uh you know, we have recovery courts. We have several. Um, just want to touch on that for a second. Uh, Judge Barry Tidwell is over the mental health court. And we have um, Jimmy Turner. He is over the drug court. And uh, Lisa Eyshide, she's over the DUI court. And then Chancellor Wilson is over the um, day reporting community center. And that one deals, it's an 18-month, it's a very intensive 18-month program for people who have substance and alcohol abuse. And um, I've, I've actually sat in on some of Barry Tidwell's recovery courts. And there's a lot of accountability there. Um, they they um, want to make sure that they're seeing their, you know, their counseling to help them, um, that they're taking their medicines, that they're taking medication, and that um, they try to make sure they're gainfully employed and, and have housing. So those are some of the criteria for that. But when someone has the option, if they're eligible to do a recovery court, um, they're agreeing to comply with the you know the guidelines of that court and if they fail they have to serve their entire sentence so you know it's it's not an easy pass or anything and but what it does for taxpayers and for our budget that mike mentioned is that um currently it takes about 79 dollars to house a prisoner in you know to incarcerate someone with the recovery court option uh, we reduce that cost between i think it's 17 to 41 dollars depending on the intensity of the program wow so big savings there. It's a huge savings. So, Mike, I guess when you when you look at this budgetary uh, issue and 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 know that it it is going to cost money to do that, I guess the counter would be we're going to save money in the long run. So, uh, but how easy is that when it's all of a sudden? Well, it's going to cost this many million to uh, start this program when you're still funding the uh, uh, prisons and stuff and such. Yes. Well, and that's the point I just made on the House floor. You know, I just mentioned who's lobbying for these issues. Ain't nobody lobbying for these issues. You, I mean, if you were running, if you were running the business, you'd be lobbying to get your costs under control. 
I don't really see anybody lobbying for these these things up here. Uh, if they are, like I challenged the house the house this morning, show me who it is, who's lobbying for these issues. And um, as a fiscal conservative, we should care about these areas. So the investment in the drug courts, investment in, in, in mental health, childhood trauma. I mean, look at look at the lawsuits this county has suffered. You know, I just got through paying my property taxes. Some of that property tax are from those lawsuits, whether it's PCC that cost the taxpayers money of the $14 million lawsuit. We got another lawsuit facing us. I mean, all that's leading to tax increases. So we got to do, we got to have a paradigm shift on this stuff. Mike, what I hear you saying is that it sounds like that the processes within the judicial system for these recovery courts and for these people who are suffering from either childhood trauma or post-traumatic stress syndrome, like a veteran or something, um, or substance abuse, you know, um, that they need a, um, a process that's not penal if they're eligible for that option so that we're, we're trying to make these people whole so that they can contribute yep. to the tax base. Yes. So, you know, it, it, but Brian, back to your question, it, it upsets me when, when I see um, wasteful spending, and I think it should upset every taxpayer. You know, um, today, I think this country, we're, we're losing this country. Let's just face it. I mean, it, it upsets me when I see um, where, where the world is going. I know it upsets other folks. And we just had a situation in, in the county school system where a student was put in a coma, uh, my understanding. Um, and there was some bullying involved. Uh, if, a, if a nurse could have been there, if a, if a counselor could have been there, could it have helped alleviate that problem? Maybe it could. I don't know. But um, I just see such disconnect in government. Uh, that's why I was kind of proud of this expungement bill just now. Um, I mean, there's things after 30 years is still in somebody's record. So there's got to be a point of, of redemption and forgiveness to move on, whether it's somebody trying to get a job, and sometimes they can't get a job, but... Uh, you know, when it comes back to, to the problems in society, you've got to have advocates. You've got to have liaisons. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. We're, we've reached a point in this country where you've got to have a lobbyist. I mean, to get things done, it's sad. I see it. I witness it um, each and every day, and it, and it really irritates me. Uh, but thank you for, for folks like Joanne and others that are out there that care about these areas. And, and our judges get it. Our judges get it. Um, I've been a little disappointed with our leaders uh, who haven't got it, who have let these things go by the wayside and we get caught up with us. And, um, uh, but I think our speaker uh, gets it, and we're trying to, trying to change the paradigm up here a little bit and expand our drug courts. Hey, Mike, going back to what you were mentioning about bullying, um, one of the things I've noticed being a mother of four and having had children both in our public and private schools is a lot of times children are not adequately um, assessed and diagnosed for different conditions like ADHD or on the autism spectrum and they don't get that until very late like like when they're seven to ten years old but yet those um, symptoms are demonstrated very early on but pediatricians and doctors won't make a move until a a psycho what they call psychological educational assessments done at the school and so there's a lot of collaboration and a lot of moving parts. And um, if we get those children the right resources that they need, that would reduce um, the aggression behavior that we're, we're seeing. Because a lot of teachers will just note it as a behavior problem. But it actually is, you know, um, a spectrum problem. So having that transparency and access between those different agencies in our schools would really help our children to grow into who they need to be because they can go from being a failing student to an A student if they have the right resources. 
Yes, exactly. You know, well, Brian, you know, one thing I want to compliment, you know, WGNS has really led on all of these issues. I mean, this discussion today, you know, there's not going to be many, you know, Phil Williams isn't covering this issue, you know, um, and uh, it's got to be talked about because we're spending money, families are hurting, um, uh, addiction's rampant. Um, I've been seeing more people pass away. Uh, how about it, sir? I've been seeing more folks uh, overdose than I've ever seen. Um, so almost every family has been touched by addiction and alcoholism and, and mental health. So um, thank you, Brian. I'm going to go ahead and get off the phone here. I've got to get back in the session and wrap up. But but thank you all for coming up, and thank you, Brian, for and WGNS for covering this important Absolutely. Topic. Absolutely. Good to be here. Right, thank Mike. you, Mike. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. And uh, we'll kind of continue this conversation. It's a good time here to take a break. And when we come back, we'll continue with uh, Joanne Skidmore and Rod Luckhart joining us here on Rutherford Issues. Welcome to another episode of Show Me the Cash, brought to you by Show Me Multiplier Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Hey, let's take a look at those exciting tickets, Gary. Sure, Roger. With each multiplier win, players boost their cash 10, 20, 50, and even 100 times. That's right, and if you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours with our Scratch My Back bonus round. Show Me Multiplier Instant Games are waiting at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer, so head on in. The Tennessee Lottery, game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This responsible gaming message is brought to you by the Tennessee Lottery. When you play the lottery, it's important to play responsibly. Know your limit and spend only what you can afford. Set a budget and stick to it. And remember, as long as you're having fun, you're always a winner in our book. The Tennessee Lottery is a proud supporter of National Problem Gambling Awareness Month. To learn more about problem gambling resources, visit tnlottery.com. I've got pesties, buzzing rodents running all through my house. Ants chewing wood, and look, there's a mouse. I'm overrun with pests, pests, but you're gonna be sure, safe and secure. It's the last rites for those pests. Call the best of the best to get rid of your pests. 893-7111. AmeriCare Services Incorporated. Call us today. 893-7111. And the Blue Raiders win again. Man, I really need to get some new MT gear. Where are you going? I thought I'd go to the bookstore. Bookstore? I thought you wanted gear. Businesses always put what they're most proud of in their name. So where do you go? Raider Tees. They have tees, polos, hats, chairs, tents, artwork, everything blue for the true Blue Raider fan. They're just off Broad Street behind Chewy's Restaurant on Ridgely Road. Raider Tees. Like us on Facebook for early notice of specials and sales. Raider Tees. Bigger, better, and go blue. Michael DeLeon with Steered Straight Thrift Stores in Murfreesboro. We're a nonprofit, so you're supporting drug education in schools. You're helping us fight suicide by helping me fund the National Suicide Helpline and suicide prevention in schools. Steered Straight Thrift Stores at 845 Middle Tennessee Boulevard and their second store, Steered Straight 2 Furniture and Thrift Store at 1007 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in Murfreesboro. You're helping us save lives. All Sports Talk, weekdays at 5. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk. Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSradio.com. Back with our in-studio guests, Joanne Skidmore and Rod Luckhart. And, um, Joanne, um, 
we just we were having an interesting conversation, uh, especially with Rod. I find it very interesting when people move to this area. See, Rod, I grew up here. This is this yeah. is home. I mean, it's always been home. It's definitely changed. But uh, to get someone else's perspective, um, I think it's important for us to to realize we we have a, a melting pot of folks that are here and and what drove you to make the decision to to move here because you know unfortunately many times there is is an attempt to well let me conform the community into what I want you know and not why maybe you moved here does that make sense no it does make sense and uh, believe me some some of my perspective uh comes from just that Mm. um i know why i moved here uh i support the reasons that encouraged me to move here and the lifestyle um the way the growth is being managed and how employers and um, the opportunities for this state are numerous just numerous but you know there is a population that is coming here and they wanted to be here for certain reasons about lifestyle and they they no longer get here and they're kind of wanting to talk about changing it and we just have to be cautious and careful Um, that influence can uh, slip into our government and our um, management of our cities and metropolitan areas uh, fairly quickly and before you know it you're kind of asking yourself what happened yeah yeah i, I mean I, I i find it interesting that the new um u.s um state or U, u.s house of representatives district in nashville has a couple of people that are running for that that yeah. aren't even from this area you know or or have uh ties that are you know months long and not years or decades long long, you know and so that that's you know i'm not advocating uh, for or against anyone that wants to run for public office because it's certainly a challenge but um you know it's it's just little things like that that maybe 10 years you look back and say that was the start of a change possibly i don't know i think I, i think that what um really perhaps bothers those who have been here you know for decades maybe generations and they've actively been in their communities you know at the grassroots level shaping our community and our quality of life the way it is and um, I hear that a lot from actually um, a lot of women a lot of mothers you know and um, they are a little taken back when uh, now that our state is whole and healthy and a triple a bond rating we're financially sound our pensions are fully funded and um we have people uh move in here months ago or you know a couple of years ago and they decide they want to to run to represent an entire congressional district um i think what really rubs people the wrong way is that they have not been involved in the community Mm -hmm. you know they haven't gotten to know the constituents that they want to they say they want to represent and um that's a that's a big thing because if you're going to come in and, and move in, then immediately get involved in the community, get to know the people, and serve serve you know give your time, and then you understand what the needs of the community is because in a congressional district you're covering several counties, that's a lot of populations right. you know what, about sixty thousand I think so I don't think you can get to know sixty thousand people in a matter of months on a campaign. 
Uh, sitting on a you know um, a city council seat, you know, or a county commission, and and learning your community. I mean that that's one way. That's right. You know, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Not everybody starts in Congress. Knocking you know? <laughs> on doors and talking to your neighbors. Yeah. You know? um, the just the the quality of life that that you mentioned. I mean, it, it's easy for people who've been here in in Rutherford County, lifelong residents. To really have this get off my lawn type of mentality, yes. you know, yes. this is this is my community, and it it it, it is changing. It, yes. it, I talked to a young uh, person who worked here at the station as has moved to uh, Monterey, and he has been back to Murfreesboro for the first time in like two years, and he says every time I come, it, it there's more growth, more change, more traffic, all of these things, mm-hmm. and we of course see that. Um, how do you see that impacting our community in terms of change over the last few years, and what do you hope to see in the future? Well, I think our infrastructure has to has to improve. Um, you know, as you know, I'm from here. I'm a seventh generation Rutherford County, <laughs> um, but I moved away from here into about 2000 and to Nashville because the commute. It took me longer to get from my house to the interstate than it did to get from the interstate to my office, and the commute ended up being like an hour and a half you know, for 32 miles yeah. on, on a, you know, a slow day, you know, maybe take me 30 minutes. And so, you know, and that is increased. And we even see it down on Broad Street. You know, we, you know, in the afternoons, the rush hour traffic, and we're going to be getting that big new sportsplex there at the exchange. So we have to really be thinking about how we're going to manage our traffic flow and coordinate all of our lights, you know, so that, you know, they're all going on at the same time. Those small things will make a difference, but also planning with intention, um, I think when you have more schools representing a smaller community, it helps the community to be more connected with each other. Um, we um, had an opportunity to hear Moms for Liberty speak yesterday, and they have a new chapter in Davidson County. They have one in Williamson because they're um, faced with challenges of critical race theory and certain books getting into the schools that um, are teaching children, especially in the K through fifth grade uh, uh, range, some things that are inappropriate content, you know, like murder and death and suicide ideation. And um, those are things that we really need to be, we have to have a process to filter whether that's appropriate for academic reading or not. Because um, that, that's scary, because if you're socially and emotionally educating children and grooming them to hate themselves and hate America and hate everything we stand for and focus on death and murder and suicide ideation, that's really destroying the human spirit. So um, I think those are things that, that moms and dads and everyone in our community care about, if you mm-hmm. care about our children, because they are our future and our grandkids. We want to make sure that they can be positive, be encouraged, and be the best little kiddos they can be at their age, whatever it is. Sounds like one of those um, things that I, I hope we don't look down the road at the next generation and um, – not see the American spirit. I mean, you, you mentioned the word spirit and the American spirit just kind of came to mind, you know, you're absolutely right. Um, Moms for Liberty recently did a poll. I think Rod's going to talk on that. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Go no. ahead. You I just wanted to mention that. Go right ahead. Honey. So um, they did a poll on uh, people from ages 18 to 34. And the majority of them said, if what's happening in Ukraine happened here, they would flee the country. Hmm. The majority. 
rather than stand. That rather than like, stand, like the like the Ukrainians, Ukrainians are. Yeah. You know, we got Americans going over there to help them right now, and that's the American spirit. You know, is to fight for liberty. I, I think sometimes we forget where are you going to flee. Yeah. And then what what's what's it like where you that's right. are going to flee? We're at the top <laughs> yeah. of the food chain when it comes to countries. Yeah. You know, if you think about it as a pyramid, it's like well, we're at the top of the food chain, and all the liberty and freedom trickle down from us. We're the ones that guard that. And I, I really believe if we hadn't pulled out of Afghanistan, Putin would not be doing what he's doing right now. It would have never happened. Interesting perspectives uh, on all this. I appreciate you both uh, coming in today. It was fun. Oh, it's great. It was fun. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Glad you were here. Thank uh, you. Joanne Skidmore and Rod Luckhart joining us here today on News Radio WGNS and Rutherford Issues. Want to thank you so very much for joining us here today and we will see you back here next time don't forget if you missed any part of the program you can check the podcast and that is at wgnsradio.com again wgnsradio.com for our podcast check it out there there is an underground civilization underneath of the North American continent. It's coast to coast AM overnight, every night on WGNS Murfreesboro.